0: Welcome to the Mission City Podcast. So we've all probably heard the term influencer. To a lot of people, this is synonymous with movie star, YouTuber, or TikToker. But what does it really mean to have influence? And what bearing does that have on us as believers? Well, today our campus pastors, Dave Cash and Chuck Foster, have a discussion on what it means to be an influence. Throughout this whole session, I just sat and listened because of how thought-provoking this was. So let's go ahead and get into it. Here are Dave and Chuck. Hey, Chuck. How you doing this morning? Hey,
1: good, Dave.
0: Good to see you. Good to see you, man. I, I got to tell you something really cool happened this last week. By the time this airs, it'll be you know a week and a half ago, but- yeah. Old news. We kicked off Regeneration, yeah. which is um, our ministry for those in different places of recovery. Some- with addiction, some with trauma, abuse, different things like that. But we meet here at six thirty at the central campus. And what was great is half the people that were there were from our northwest campus, and half the people that were there were from our central campus.
1: I heard and it was a. I heard it was it a was great group. Awesome. I heard we it was a, a great group.
0: Leadership in there, um, Hunter Wolf and Marine Roberts are are taking the lead on that. Yeah, and
1: I was really awesome. appreciative of Marine and her husband Brian brian thank you for he does camera
0: for us on sunday morning
1: so you were without a cameraman for no because it's monday night
0: so. oh yeah i was that day for that sunday because they
1: were there sunday I loaned you
0: the camera guy you
1: loaned us a camera <laughs> guy who you know it was great seeing him i was thankful that they were there to answer a lot of those questions and you know it looked like over there at the hub that that they had some people coming by and and so i'm glad to see that it was uh, it uh, there was some fruit that came from that, and, and, and it's an incredible ministry get to see it was created
0: at Watermark,
1: changed their lives. Yeah. S-
0: similar to Celebrate Recovery, uh, it's a little more discipleship-focused. Not to say Celebrate Recovery can be as well, but it's really intentional in the way that it um, helps people overcome. It's still a 12-step, but you start out by doing six weeks or seven weeks of what they call groundworks, and then you begin the 12-step program. And so anybody that's interested right now, you can get in until about the first week of May. Yeah, there's an then open window. And after that, window. it closes. Yeah, there's, there's a definitely a that- window. Because, you know, you start building relationships with people and you're sharing uh, some pretty deep either trauma or deep addictions and such. So you don't want people coming in and out. And so you build up trust around your table group of people. And so it's just a phenomenal ministry. Pastor Matt uh, has wanted to bring this to uh, Mission City for several years now. I know that he had reached out to me even before I worked here uh, years ago and asked, You know, if I knew much about it, had me check it out. I know our very own Donnie Anthony went down to Watermark in Dallas Mm -hmm. and went through a training thing a couple years ago. And so, to get this finally kicked off uh, is just one of the ministries here now at Mission City, and I'm I'm really excited to see what God does. Yeah,
1: the enemy, the enemy, he uses our brokenness in so many ways that we need a way to to combat that. You know, and I think Regen is is a great way to meet those people's needs that uh, are in recovery uh, in some walk of life.
0: Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing: is uh, we're going to be talking about influence today, and so many people were influenced by um, parents who were alcoholics or abusive or drug addicts or so forth. And they hand that down to the next generation and they sort of repeat that. I know my mom used to tell me that alcoholism ran in our family because both of my grandfathers were alcoholics Mm -hmm. on my mom's side and my dad's side. It's
1: definitely generational.
0: Yeah. My dad's side was a, a violent, violent, uh, alcoholic man. And my dad wasn't an alcoholic, but all his, his, many of his brothers were. And, um, I, of course, people have heard my testimony, and I inherited that trait and lived in such a manner until I got radically saved, and and, um, and now the way I influence my son, my son doesn't know anything about that about me. I mean, he's heard my testimony, but he's never seen Dad do that, and so I look at how I was influenced growing up, and it caused me to live a certain way, and luckily I've had the opportunity, because of the transformation of Jesus Christ in my life, is try and influence my son by... Teaching him about, and my daughter about reading the word of God and, and different things like that. And so that influence in that generation changed. And so we have to think about how each one of us has a range of influence in people.
1: My dad was very similar, but he wasn't, he was not the violent kind he was the kind that was socially acceptable you know he was like everybody's friend oh yeah when he I was, love you, man. when he was you know when he would drink a lot uh, i would i would classify him as an as an alcoholic as well wouldn't he would have never admitted that yeah and nobody would have known because he was such a you know functioning yeah well i remember so many times uh, having coaches tell me man i love your parents your dad is so great He's whatever and i knew the i sort of knew the hidden yeah Thing, the hidden secret that he was, that he was, he was. Did dark. he know you knew? Uh, I think so. Or do you I think mean, he
0: was just so you, focused on the addiction know, that he didn't know that you knew?
1: Well, he did because I, it, when I got old enough to have some, ha, have a little bit of bravery in me, I was like, I would tell him, like, you're, you're drinking way too much. Oh, and did you? Yeah. And it, it never went well. It never went well. But, you know, I had such a great influence for my mom. My mom loved my dad regardless and she was faithful to him and she hated it with a passion uh his alcoholism but she loved him and she and and she was a great influence on me to how to how to handle that rather than being you know just hateful and resentful and rebellious she was loving kind not tolerant of it but loving and kind towards him and so That helped me be a little bit more, although when I was, you know, when I was 15, 16, I was, you know, I I, I wanted to take him on, like, and that was not a wise thing to do, but, you know, that, that, I was thankful for my mom's influence in how to handle being more of a a Christ-like influence in his life rather than being, you know, angry at him and want to fight and, and, and it, it become a bigger deal.
0: Yeah. No influence is definitely something that I've thought about a lot and uh, with this series that that uh, Pastor Matt's leading out on with Abraham and this yes and the kind of influence we have the opportunity to be and there's so often that I talk to new people at that it's just started coming to mission city, and many of them were in a church before they've been out of church for a while. And the reason they got out of church is because they got really hurt by somebody or they saw somebody acting contrary, whether that was a pastor or an elder or their their, you know, life group leader or somebody in the church um, living in a way that's contrary to what the word of God says and ended up hurting them and now, you know, they've been out of church for a long time. And people really need to consider that when you are posting on, you know, your social media outlets and you are open about your faith, which we need to be open about our faith, but don't say one thing and then do another because you're, you're actually being a negative influence and pushing people from the church. And so I think we all have to look in the mirror every now and then and sort of do that spiritual checkup and go, am I influencing people in a manner that makes them want to come to church, want to know about Jesus, or am I influencing people in a manner that makes them run from the gospel?
1: Yeah, we we were talking about that at Man Church this morning. You'll you'll of course you'll have Man Church tonight, which will be you know a week from right. Everybody will see this a week from that. But uh, talking about you know, in Philippians two, the second part of Philippians two that we were talking about was talking about you know you know, you know we are. Um, we're children of God, and and we have we have an op- opportunity to do all things, um, according to way God wants us to do them. You know, do all things without grumbling or complaining, uh, so that we can be a light in the world. Um, so that we can exemplify Christ. And and one of the things that we talked about is that we are as Christians, we are a light. I mean, it's not like hey, you you should be a light. We are a light. Right. If we if we have Christ living in us, we're going to illuminate the world in some way. But how bright do we want that light to shine? How influential do we want to be in our walk with Christ? Yeah. You know, and we can we can be a really we can say we're a Christian and then be a complainer or right. a grumbler or someone who's always pointing the finger and, and it it projects a pretty pretty bad light on, on a lost world, they look at, they would look at us and go, well, I don't see any difference. Yeah. And I know for a good portion of my life, that's how people probably would have viewed me. It's like, you're a Christian. You, you don't, you don't, you don't walk and talk any different than I do. Yeah. And that was super convicting to me to like, Hey, I've, I have a, I have a platform as a coach. Like how do I want, what do I want my platform to be? Do I want it to be the same, coach that cusses them out and right. and doesn't handle things the right way do I right. want to be that way or do I want to be a light uh, that illuminates what Christ is all about uh, someone who loves people who's positive who's um, who's uh, who, who loves the Lord lives it, out, yeah. lives it out what it what it truly means to be a Christ follower
0: when I first became a believer um, I kind of tried to live in both worlds where Sunday morning was church, but Saturday night was wild man time. <laughs> All the wild man time wasn't fun anymore, but church wasn't great either, uh, mm-hmm. because of the influence of the world. I was too I was I was too worldly for the spirit and I was too spiritual for the world. So I was You're like in pulled. this Yeah, I was being pulled in kind of in both directions. But I remember the the sort of epiphany that I had it, uh, was I said to this guy on a Saturday night, I said, um, hey man, you need to get up and go to church with me tomorrow. And he goes, the only difference between you and me is I'm going to sleep in tomorrow and you're going to get up. That's the only difference. And I go, you're an idiot. And uh, and I got really mad, almost like to the point of hurting more than just his feelings, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, but... The reason I got so angry is because he was right. And I had this flashback to when I was in high school and uh, playing baseball and, and stuff, and having these guys want me to come to FCA while we're at a keg party. And, I'm, and I remember thinking the same thing what a bunch of hypocrites. And then I realized I had become that. And that was the influence that I was in that guy's life. He saw no transformation in me at all. All he saw was a guy that got up that felt guilty. So I got up on something. That's what he thought. And so him saying that actually went, I'm putting this, I got to, I can't. And then I found first John two fifteen. do not love the world or the things in the world. Anyone loves the world. Love of the father's not in him. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I'm too worldly for the spirit, too spiritual for the world. And so I'm not influencing anybody positively either way. And, how much more important it is once you have kids to try and influence them. Because I always had this horror when I went into the ministry that my kids would see something different in the pulpit than they would see at home. I don't want that to be the case. I want dad to be the the influence uh, at home. Because what I say in the pulpit – Probably nobody even remembers a sermon I've ever preached out of all the millions of ones I preach, but there are times when I've had coffee with somebody or been Mm. in a hospital room or somewhere else where I lived out my faith that went beyond just the words in the pulpit to the actions in the street. And that's what I saw really begin to transform people uh, or help. I mean, God transforms them, but what pointed them to Jesus wasn't the words, but it was the manner in which I lived.
1: Yeah, I, I, they gotta
0: they gotta line up
1: right, right. Because it, it talks a little bit about working out our salvation in Philippians two, you know, and and part of that is that um, it takes it takes work on our part to to realize our influence and and work towards like, hey, I want to live live a particular way so that when when people see me who are not believers or. They are believers. Um, I, I I become blame, uh, blameless and pure. And, and that's that's ultimately what God wants from us is to live a blameless, pure life. Now, are we going to sin? Yes. But if people see us striving and straining towards what the, the high calling that God has on our lives, um, then it will be an influence. I was thinking about this the other day because, you know, as we're walking through the whole series of yes and just praying about it and talking about it with our kids. Um our son's getting married in May. Man, I'm super excited. Love you, Derek. Um and Shelby too. We love Shelby, but cool. him getting to see uh, us walk through this process of what what do we want to do? How does God want to stretch us? He's been he's sort of been a part of that as we of our having these conversations and and he's thinking about well well, I, you know, we've never, I never saw mom and dad give before. And, and so now he's talking about it with his future. Well, like when we get married, we've got to be, we, we want to be givers. We want to be cheerful givers. And so I want them to start out their marriage, not like Cheryl and I did by withholding from God, but giving. Yeah. And so now I think, us going through this and him seeing what's what's transpiring in, in his mother's and our lives over the through this yes series, I, I think it's gonna be an influence. And Absolutely. I'm praying that God'll do some amazing work and they don't go through that whole period of their life like Cheryl and I did and have to and have to, you know, worry about all those things that has happened.
0: You know, I was, that's what I was saying, you know, so I had a grandfather that was, you know, a violent alcoholic and then a father that wasn't an alcoholic, but he still had a a streak of violence. And then, then me, you know, coming along the first part of my life was, was rough. And then, and then as I, you know, my life changed and then my son is going to be even further. And then I think about his son, you know, later on and you look at the difference in that generational thing. We have an opportunity to change a generation. And that's the thing about it is, is mom and dad, you don't realize the effect that you're having, not just on your kids, but their kids' kids and so far down the line. What kind of an influence can we be generationally in our families? And then also, too, I mean, everybody, here, here's what so many people forget. Is that everybody is going to spend eternity somewhere? Mm -hmm. You are going to spend eternity in a real place called heaven or a real place called hell. That's that's just biblical. You know, that's just the truth of the matter. And and our influence has to be in such a way, like like what you were saying, is that draws people. You know, a light will do one of two things: it either draws people or it repels people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about a moth to a flame. but then I think when I was a kid and we lived in this poor apartment complex, you know, and you'd come into the kitchen at, in the middle of the night to get a drink of water and you turn the light on and you see roaches scatter; They run from the light. <laughs> and so regardless of what people do with the light, that's their business. I mean, that's that the prompting of the Holy Spirit is on them and their hearts. But I don't want to live in a... in, in and not show my light. I want to be able to show light and either draw people. And if they repel, they don't repel because I'm hypocritical. They repel because they don't want the light of Christ in their life. And so the desire for me is to, to try and influence people in a way where they would say, you know what, I want to know a little bit about about this Jesus. You know, and I remember when I first became a believer and I would run into people and and they would ask me, Hey, do you want to go here and do this? And I'd say, you know, I really can't do that anymore because of my faith in Christ. And they're like, oh, okay. Almost always they would come back and they would go, you know, I went to church, but I never really heard it put that way before. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? And it kind of gave me this opportunity to to and I didn't even know I was doing it at that time because I was so early in my faith, but I had that aha moment where I went, Oh, it's not so much in what we say; it's so much more in, in what we what we do. I mean, we still should share the gospel, and we still sh- you know need to tell people, but we don't tell people and then you know do as I say, but not as I do. No, I want I want those things to be consistent and the influence that I want to have on my kid. Like he said, that's a great example. You know, um, what a great thing that's going to be if they start their marriage off surrendered mm-hmm. to God, and that's what this is about. I love. Pastor Matt was so transparent. He goes, you know, Becky and I have minister parent, you know, have minister uh dads. You know, Becky's dad was a pastor and Matt's dad was a minister on staff at a church. So they grew up always, hey, ten percent just here, but it was it became uh robotic or it didn't be it wasn't a sacrifice. And he said during this yes series himself, he went, Okay, we're not really sacrificing or surrendering, we're just it's just business as usual. We just do that. And how convicted he was over that. And they're like, what does true surrender look like to them? He talked about this last week. They didn't go on a ski trip, and they didn't do, you know, because that's what they want to be able to surrender to the Lord. And I love having that being let out to us. I mean, we have the opportunity to be on staff under mm. the guidance and leadership of, of, of Pastor Matt. And that's one of the things I love hearing about this right. Yes series, that from the top, you know, of our church, we've got somebody saying I have to do this too. I had that, and that really influenced me to to really take a look at what we were doing. My wife and I.
1: It's the same here. I mean, we Cheryl and I. We when we start once we started giving, uh, it became. And and Cheryl, I'm I'm just I'm thankful for my wife because she has been. What is she
0: seeing you as? (laughs) did you know how you how you got that one. Well, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I fooled her uh, somewhere down the line, but you know, (laughs) she. she's all in, man. She's like excited about it. And, but we've also gotten to the point where uh, it was just came out. It just, you yeah. know, we, we auto draft and, yeah. and it just kind of came out. And, and so
0: it was we, funny. My wife used to love writing the check out. She would go, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I love to be able to pray while I'm writing the check and I feel like I'm doing something, you know? And then she got to where, uh, one time it was like, Oh, uh, I, I'm out of checks. And I go well. Do the text thing that I talk about every Sunday morning. You know, text Mission City. You know, text seven seven nine seven seven to you know, yeah, Mission City. She got set up
1: on the auto. Drive. She did it.
0: So she set it up, and she's like, "That is so much easier." But then the other day, she made the comment. She was like, "Since I set that up, you know, I." But she's still doing the text thing. Yeah, she didn't set it up on really yeah. the auto auto drive. It's just she texts it, but it has all the other information. Yeah. So it's just like become so quick that she was afraid that she was getting away from. You know, hey, is this, so that's one of the things that we talked about was like, okay, let's, you know, just like this last week, uh, Abraham and Isaac and that sacrifice and realizing God gave us the very best in his son, Jesus. And when we're talking about Philippians, we're talking about Paul's like, here's the example of Jesus and the things he did. And here's the example of others That's called influence whenever you have that example. And Paul's saying, look at Jesus. Look to me. Look to these other guys. Don't look to these things. Mm. And so not only do we have to ask who we're influencing, but somewhere along the line, we have to ask who's influencing us.
1: Yeah. What are we listening to? Um, Where are we going for our source of information? Um, are we, are we like the
0: Bereans go to the word of God and check it out? Oh, hundred percent. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the key to all of this, and I, you know, I've been praying about this, um, since we started, what God, what do you want to do? And I, and it's not just about the dollar bills. I mean, that's, that's part of it. It's a reflection of, of my heart. But where you know what are other where areas that I need to say yes in? Do I need to I need to be praying more? I need to be in God's word more. I need to be um, spending more time uh, with my wife on the evening instead of watching whatever's on the television. Yep. You know, those are all things that we can say yes to. Yeah, absolutely. They're all things we can say yes to, and I would encourage anybody out there who's listening, take a step. Yeah, whatever that is, take a step towards saying yes. Right. And one step leads to more steps right. in have in that surrender. recognition
0: first where you understand yeah. everything comes from God. Yeah. Every single thing comes from God that you have all the blessings and yeah. and when we realize how much he gave us and how he gave us his absolute very best, how could I want to withhold anything from him? Yeah. You know, when he gave me the best in his son, and what his only son, and whom he loves so much, didn't even spare his life so that I could know him. I should be willing to surrender anything that he asked me to because God gave me his best. I don't need to give him my leftovers. I don't need to tip. I need to give him my absolute best.
1: My first and my best.
0: First and best. And that's what we're asking people to pray. Pray about and Whether you go to Mission City or not you should be praying that absolutely to the Lord. Lord, how can I give you my first, and how can I give you my best?
1: Dave, you're a great influence on me. I just want you to know that. Sure
0: I am. I appreciate that. (laughs) Now, you're the man. I Uh, appreciate you uh, and the accountability we have with each other. Yeah, absolutely. What a great great week. Thanks, Benny. Appreciate you, bud. You were quiet this week. I saw you had the Bible open a while ago. I thought you were going to correct something one of us said. No, I'm just following along. This was a good session. Um, Yeah. Philippians 2, I love how it says... uh, um do all things without grumbling or questioning that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation yeah. amongst whom you will shine. Yeah. So it's it's just beautiful. And, That's and, about standing out different than the world yep. and influencing in such a way that points people to the good news of Jesus Christ. Wow. It's
1: good yep. stuff. All right. We'll see you guys next yeah. week. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Mission City Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend
0: and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening on because it really does help us out. Thank you again. and We'll see you next time.